Welcome to Zichud Daf Simani Mamre Ram Goldai and Tehem Masechus Kedushin Daf Yud Gimel. The first parak Ha'isha Nikneis. The Zichud Masechus Kedushin program has been generously sponsored as a schutz for Hachazakas Torah. So the three topics we're going to focus on number one. The Gemara relates that a man once stole ribbons from a woman, and when she asked for them, he responded, If I give them to you, will you be married to me? She accepted them and was silent. Rav Nachman wrote that she can say, In shakli, vididi shakli. Yes, I took them, but I took that which was mine and did not accept them as Kedushin. He was challenged from a price which thought that if someone marries a woman with stolen goods, or shakatav sel miyadav or he grabbed a seller from her hand and married her with it, mekudeshes, she is married. The Gemara answers, Hasim bid shadich. There the Bryce is discussing a case where he discussed marriage with her and she agreed. In such a case, her silence is taken as consent to allow the stolen items to become his and she accepts them from him as Kedushin. This distinction is proven from a Bryce. Point number two, Rabbi Yudah quoted Shmuel, Kol she'ino yodei betiv gidin v'kedushin, anyone who does not know the laws of gidin and kedushin, or yeyeh esek man, should have no involvement in them. Rabbi Yochanan added, v'koshno o'om yosme do ha'mabu, and those who involve themselves with the alcohol are worse for the world than the generation of the flood. This is based on a Pasuk which Rabbi Yosef explained to refer to people having children from other people's wives, about which it says that because of this sin, the land and all its inhabitants would be destroyed, including the fish of the sea. Whereas in the generation of the flood, the decree of destruction was not decreed upon the fish of the sea. As the Pasuk says, All that was on dry land died as opposed to the fish. And pointing with you, two disputes are recorded which revolve around if Shibuda Daraisa, the obligation of a person's property is beholden to a debt biblically, requiring payment after his death. A mission states about a woman who gave birth who brought her regos at Chattas, but died before bringing her Ola, that her heirs must bring her Ola. Shmuel qualifies this, It only applies where she designated an Ola while she was still living, but if she did not, her heirs do not bring an Ola. The Gemara deduces that he holds Shibuda loved Daraisa, the obligation on her inherited property is not beholden biblically. Rabbi Yochanan says the heirs must bring her Ola even if she did not designate one because he holds Shibuta Daraisa. In the second Lachokas, Rabbi and Shmuel both say, Milva Apeh, regarding an oral loan without a document, the lender cannot collect the debtor's land from the debtor's heirs or those who purchased his property. Rabbi Yochanan and Rishaki say that a creditor can collect from property currently owned by the heirs or purchasers. This too depends on whether Shibuta Daraisa or not. Both disputes needed to be recorded because one could argue the Milva Ksuba Torah, a loan written in the Torah, meaning a woman who gave birth where the Torah imposed the carbon obligations, Ksuba Bashtardamya, has a stringency like a loan written in a document. Rapapa says the halacha is Shibuda Daraisa, so an oral loan is collected from heirs. The purchasers, however, are exempted rabbinically. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara relates that a man once stole ribbons from a woman, and when she asked for them, he responded, If I give them to you, will you be married to me? She accepted them and was silent. Rav Nachman wrote that she can say, In shakli, vididi shakli. Yes, I took them, but I took that which was mine and did not accept them as Kedushin. He was challenged from a Bryce which thought that if someone marries a woman with stolen goods, or shakatav sel miyadav or he grabbed a seller from her hand and married her with it, mekudeshes, she is married. The Gemara answers, Hasim bid shadich. There the Bryce is discussing a case where he discussed marriage with her and she agreed. In such a case, her silence is taken as consent to allow the stolen items to become his and she accepts them from him as Kedushin. This distinction is proven from a Bryce. Point number two, Rabbi Yudah quoted Shmuel, Kol she'ino yodei betiv gidin v'kedushin, anyone who does not know the laws of gidin and kedushin, or yeh will esek man, should have no involvement in them. Rabbi Yochanan added, v'koshno o'om yosme do ha'mabu, and those who involve themselves with the alcohol vocation are worse for the world than the generation of the flood. 
This is based on a pasuk which Rav Yosef explained to refer to people having children from other people's wives, about which it says that because of this sin, the land and all its inhabitants would be destroyed, including the fish of the sea. Whereas in the generation of the flood, the decree of destruction was not decreed upon the fish of the sea. As the pasuk says, all that was on dry land died as opposed to the fish. And pointing with you, two disputes are recorded which revolve around if Shibuda Daraisa, the obligation of a person's property is beholden to a debt biblically, requiring payment after his death. A mission states about a woman who gave birth who brought her regos at Chatas, but died before bringing her Ola, that her heirs must bring her Ola. Shmuel qualifies as Vahushi Fishata Mechaim. It only applies where she designated an Ola while she was still living, but if she did not, her heirs do not bring an Ola. The Gemara deduces that he holds Shibuda loved Daraisa, the obligation on her inherited property is not beholden biblically. Rabbi Yochanan says the heirs must bring her Ola even if she did not designate one because he holds Shibuta Daraisa. In the second law focus, Rabbi Shmuel both say, Milva regarding an oral loan without a document, the lender cannot collect the debtor's land from the debtor's heirs or those who purchased his property. Rabbi Yochanan and Rishaki say that a creditor can collect from property currently owned by the heirs or purchasers. This too depends on whether Shibuta Daraisa or not. Both disputes needed to be recorded because one could argue the Milva Ksuba Batora, a loan written in the Torah, meaning a woman who gave birth where the Torah imposed the carbon obligations, Ksuba Bashtardamya, has a stringency like a loan written in a document. Rapapa says the halakha is Shibuda Daraisa, so an oral loan is collected from heirs. The purchasers, however, are exempted rabbinically. All right, so now we get our Simra David Gimel, and our standard Simon is a bar mitzvah boy. A bar mitzvah boy. So here goes. The bar mitzvah boy standing at the diamond-shaped pulpit, who was shocked when a man stole a ribbon from a girl and then handed it to her. For Kedushin, wisely refused to get involved because he wasn't qualified, and it would be worse than bringing a marble and shared that he had plans to bring the old for his late mother because she booted Daraisa and she died after bringing her khatas. Once again, it's emotion. The bar mitzvah boy, bar mitzvah boy, that must mean we're on duff. Yud Gimel. The bar mitzvah boy standing at the diamond-shaped pulpit who was shocked when a man stole a ribbon from a girl and then handed it to her for Kedushim, which reminds us, Gemara relates that a man once stole ribbons from a woman and when she asked for them, he responded, if I give them to you, will you be married to me? She accepted them and was silent. But now can rule that she can say, ain't shakli, vididi shakli. Yes, I took them, but I took that which was mine and did not accept them as Kedushim. So the bar mitzvah boy standing at the diamond-shaped pulpit who was shocked when a man stole a ribbon from a girl and then handed it to her for Kedushin wisely refused to get involved because he wasn't qualified and it would be worse than bringing a mabo, which reminds Rav Yudah quoted Shmuel, Koshe'inu yedei betiv gidin v'kedushin, anyone who does not know the laws of gidin and kedushin, lo yehelo esek imahen, should have no involvement in them. Rav Yochanan added, v'kashin lo'om yosim edor and those who involve themselves without qualification are worse for the world than the generation of the flood. So the bar mitzvah boy standing at the diamond-shaped pulpit who was shocked when a man stole a ribbon from a girl and then handed it to her for Kedushin wisely refused to get involved because he wasn't qualified and it would be worse than bringing a mabel and shared that he had plans to bring the oil for his late mother because she booted Daraisa and she died after bringing her khatas. Which reminds us two disputes to record which revolve around if she booted Daraisa, the obligation of a person's property is beholden to a debt biblically requiring payment after his death. A mission states about a woman who gave birth who brought her requisite khatas but died before bringing her Ola, that her heirs must bring her Ola. Shmuel qualifies this, it only applies where she designated an Ola while she was still living. But if she didn't, her heirs do not bring an Ola. The Gemara deduces that he holds Shibuda loved the Raisa. The obligation on her inherited property is not beholden biblically. Rabbi Yochanan says the heirs must bring her Ola even if she did not designate one because he holds Shibuda the Raisa.
So once again, the bar mitzvah boy standing at the diamond-shaped pulpit who was shocked when a man stole a ribbon from a girl and then handed it to her for kedushin. Wisely refused to get involved because he wasn't qualified and it would be worse than bringing a mabo and shared that he had plans to bring the old for his late mother because she booted the rice and she died after bringing her chattas. All right, so now it's time for four blah chazara. Daf test. So the simmer Daf test is a teapot. So here goes. The potter was distraught when the girl's father gave him back the broken teapot chart. Teapot? That must be one Daf Tess. The potter who was distraught when the girl's father gave him back the broken teapot shard, studded with fake worthless diamonds that the potter inscribed with the words, Your daughter's mukudesh is to me, which reminds us that Bryce teaches how Kedushin is performed with her star. If he wrote for the girl's father on a paper or on a pottery shard, even though it's not worth a pruta, your daughter is married to me, or another declaration of Kedushin, it's effective. This is in contrast to a document of sale, where it's a seller who writes the star. So, the potter was distraught when the girl's father gave him back the broken teapot shard, studded with fake, worthless diamonds, that the potter inscribed with the words, Your daughter's mukudesh is to me, and was told it wasn't good because it was written, Lolishma, and without her consent, which reminds us, we learn from the Hekush of Gittin to Kedushin that the Shtarm Kedushin must also be written, Lishma. There's Malchokas if it must be given with her consent. So the potter was distraught when the girl's father gave him back the broken teapot shard, studded with fake worthless diamonds that the potter inscribed with the words, Your daughter's mukudesh is to me, and was told it wasn't good because it was written, Lolishma, and without her consent, didn't bother to show the father the other teapot he had just finished, painted with the words, Bulas Baal, which reminds us, the Gemara asks for the source that relations can affect Kedushin. Rabbi Yavau quoted Rabbi Yochan as Darshan in a Pasuk, Bulas Baal, a woman who had relations with a man. This teaches that he becomes her husband through relations. Daf Yud, so the similar Daf Yud is a minion of Yidin. So here goes. After the minion, minion, minion of Yidin? That must be on Daf Yud. After the minion of diamond dealers with diamonds said to Lacey, all agreed that it's Sophia, not Chilasbia, that affects Kedushin, which reminds us, Gemara asks, Chilasbia Kona, does the beginning of the act of relations acquire for Kedushin or Sophia Kona, or does the end of the act of relations acquire? It brings to enough Gaminas. A Mamer quotes Rubb's conclusion, Koel Boel, anyone who has relations, Dato al-Gamarbiya, his mind is on the completion of relations, and that is the time condition will take effect. So, after the minion of diamond dealers with diamond stud to lace him, all agreed that it's Sophia, not Chilosbia, that affects Kedushin. They got so involved in Nehida Machokas, whether Bia for Kedushin also affects Nesuin, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, Bia, Nesuin Osa, do relations done for Kedushin affect Nesuin as well, or Erison Osa, or do they only affect Erison? The Nafkaminas are the three halachas that come into effect after Nesuin. Liyorsha, to inherit her, Latamila, to be come tummy for her burial. If he's a Kohen, Lahafir Nindare and to avoid her Nadarim. So after the minion of diamond dealers with diamond studded to lace him, all agreed that it's Sophia, not Chilasbia, that affects Kedushin. They got so involved in Nehida Machokas, whether Bia for Kedushin also affects Nasuin, that they didn't notice the Sadarusido Kohen after relations sitting at the table who wasn't permitted to eat. Truma, which reminds us the more it brings him out because why in Arusa, Avakon after relations cannot eat Truma. Dafyadov, so the Simon Dafyadov is stars based on the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. So here goes. The girl standing under the diamond shaped stars at night, stars, that must be on Daf Yudalov. The girl standing under the diamond-shaped stars at night refused to accept Kesav Kedushin less than a dinar, which reminds us that this thought primarily discusses reasons Rabbi Shammai's ruling that Kedushin with money requires a dinar. Rabbi Zer offers the first explanation. A woman is particular regarding herself and doesn't agree to become married for less than a dinar. 
Bishama is not discussing a case where a woman would stretch out her hand and accept even less than a dinner. Rather, he's referring to where the woman did not see the money given to her because she accepted it at night or appointed a shaliyah to accept Kedushan for her, in which case Bishama assumes that a woman does not consent to Kedushan for less than a dinner. So the girl standing under the diamond-shaped stars at night who refused to accept Kesef Kedushan less than a dinar was thrilled when she saw a young man approach with some Ketzev Tzuri, which reminds us, Rav Yosef explains Beis Shammai's ruling based on the statement of Avasi, Kol Ketzev Amr Batorah Ketzev Tzuri, any Ketzev mentioned the Torah refers to Tyrian currency, Mishal Divrem Ketzev Medina, and any Ketzev mentioned by the rabbis refers to provincial currency. Tyrian currency was made from pure silver and didn't have a pruta, which is from copper. Since the Torah required a silver coin for Kedushan by indicating Ketzev, it's understood that a coin of significant value is required, which Beis Shammai interprets to be a dinar. So the girl standing under the diamond-shaped stars at night who refused to accept Kesef Kedushan, less than a dinar, was thrilled when she saw a young man approach with some Kesef Tsuri, who was accompanied by his Ami Iria he purchased for a dinar. Which reminds us, Reish Lakish explains, that Beishamai derives the minimum amount for Kedushan from the minimum amount for the sale by Ami Ibria, a Jewish maidservant, which is a dinar. Daf Yud Beis. So the symbol Daf Yud Beis is 12 brothers. So here goes. Six of the diamond brothers, six brothers and another six, 12 brothers all together? That must be more in Daf. Yud Beis. Six of the Diamond Brothers were so busy worrying that the date a man gave their sister for Kedushan was worth a Shabbat and Maddai, which reminds us, the Gemara relates that a man once gave a woman a date for Kedushan and Shmuel ruled that even if an entire core of dates is only worth a dinar and a single date is less than a pruta, she's considered married. Chayshin Shem and Shabbat and were concerned that perhaps it's worth a pruta and Maddai where dates are less available. So, Six of the Diamond Brothers are so busy worrying that the date a man gave their sister for Kedushan was worth a Shabapruta and Madai, and the other six brothers were distracted telling the mother of the man who was Makadashir with a blue stone the day earlier that they don't believe her that it was worth a Shabapruta, which reminds us, a man once married a woman with a blue stone and another man married her afterwards. Rav Chista evaluated the stone to see if it was worth a Pruta to determine if she was married to the first or second man. After Rav Chista determined that the stone was not worth a Pruta and she was married to the second man, the first man's mother told Rav Chista that the stone was worth a Pruta on the day of the Kedushin. It's not within your ability to prohibit her to the second man through your testimony. So, six of the Diamond Brothers were so busy worrying that the date a man gave their sister to Kedushin was worth a Shabapruta Madai, and the other six brothers were distracted telling the mother of the man who was Makadashi with the blue stone the day earlier that they don't believe her that it was worth a Shabapruta, that they didn't notice that their other sister sat in silence after a man told her she should become Mukadeshis with the four Zuz wrapped in the Hadassim. He gave her earlier, which reminds us a man once married a woman with a mat of hadasim. When he was told it was worth less than a pruta, he responded, let her become married with the farzuz wrapped inside it. She kept the money and was silent. Rava said, the case is silence after money was given. And any silence after money is given is meaningless and does not constitute consent. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which of the Rabchista tell a mother of a man who was Makadash a woman with a blue stone worth less than a pruta that it's not within her ability to prohibit a woman to a second man through her testimony? That's on Duff. Yud base. Good number two. Which stuff do you learn that anyone who does not know the halachos of Gittin and Kedushin should have no involvement in them? That's on Duff. Yud Gimel. Good number three. Which stuff we have is why Narusa to Hilakon is not permitted to Truma? That's on Duff. Yud. Good number four. Which stuff do we have Rav Yosef's explanation based Shammai's ruling that it's based on the fact that Kesef in the Torah is referring to Kesef Tzuri, which is silver and has significant value? That's on Duff. Yidav. Good number five. Which of the other Rabbi Val learns that the source that Bia affects Kedushin is from the Pasuk of Bu'ulas Baal. That's on Dav. 
task. Good number six. Which stuff we makos if Shibuda deraisa if the obligation of a person's property is beholden to a debt biblically requiring payment after his death, such as bringing a mother's ola after she already brought a chatas, that's on dav. Yod Gimel. Good number seven. Wish of the one kosh tikusa ladachar matamalas lav kumi. Any silence after money was given is meaningless and does not constitute consent. That's on dav. Yod Beis. Good number eight. Wish of the the question whether a man can be makanish a woman with an item he stole from her. That's on dav. Yod Gimel. Good number nine. Which stuff the Shmuel rule that if a man was makanish a woman with a single date, we have to be concerned that it's worth a pruta and madai. That's on dav. Yid base. Good. And number 10. Which of the one the man can say to a woman become a Kudeshist to half of me? But he can't say to the woman, half of you should be a Kudeshist to me. That's on Dav. Zion. Excellent. That comes today's Shir. This is Rabbi Ramgold from Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.